0: What is up, friends? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti here with you on a Friday as we are getting ready for an important game on Sunday against the Tennessee Titans. Kind of wrapping things up here. But first thing I want to talk about, I just actually came across something on Twitter. I'm just going to kind of jump right into it. There's a tweet here. From Josina Anderson of uh, ESPN, her tweet says, quote, I'm told Panthers quarterback Cam Newton is headed to Green Bay to visit renowned foot specialist Dr. Robert Anderson, per sources. A source of mine also spotted Newton on a plane this morning that landed in Chicago first, unquote. That is interesting. Now, you know, what do we make of this? Kind of, kind of early to tell. Um, you know, does this mean he's going to travel with the team to Tennessee? I don't know because he was there with them with San Francisco, but now he's popping up, going to to Green Bay to meet with a foot specialist. But this does seem like a bit of a setback for one because a couple weeks ago we're talking about the possibility of, or, I, or I should say, at least you know, going into the bye week. There was, of course, the possibility. Part of that, of course, was um, the tweets that Adam Schefter had come out with saying that there was a possibility that Cam Newton could return to practice in week eight. And, you know, maybe we were starting to get to the point where Cam Newton was going to come back and there was going to be a quarterback, not quite controversy, but, you know, a decision that was going to be made. Well, the last couple of weeks. Uh, coming out of the bye week, Ron Rivera has come out on Monday and put that made that decision really quick, putting Kyle Allen back in as the starter. Now, the fact that we're seeing this now with Newton going to a foot specialist, does this mean there was a setback? Does this mean he wasn't as close as we originally thought he was going to be? You know, there's, there's a couple questions here. With the uh, the continued, you know, whether it's the severity or just how ha- just how close is he actually uh, to coming back? So this is definitely going to be something worth keeping an eye on, I think. But I I just found that really interesting that uh, that Cam Newton is now looking at a foot specialist in Green Bay. Now, it, what it is. It is someone that has been familiar. Uh, Robert Anderson has been was with the Panthers for quite some time as a team doctor before taking on a new practice in Green Bay. So, you know, there's obviously a little bit of familiarity there. So, like I said, that, that that's just an interesting story that pop especially this being a Friday. So, you know, the question now: I'm really curious if he's going to travel with the team, or I'm sorry, there's no traveling. I'm complete, completely botching this. I'm, I'm thinking, I, 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 feel like I almost have the San Francisco trip on my mind, or, or even the London trip. But there, there is no traveling because the Panthers are, of course, home this week. But, which makes it a little more interesting, actually, in a way. Now he's, you know, with the Panthers being at home, but he's now traveling to Green Bay, and it's a Friday, so we'll see. It's, it's going to be. Rather interesting, I think, uh, to say the least. But uh, nonetheless, that's that's kind of the story that we have, that we kind of came across so far, at least to, to start this Friday. But uh, nonetheless, Kyle Allen going to be out there against Tennessee. And, you know, it, it is an important, it certainly is an important game, no doubt. Um, you know, they, they have to win this game. Tennessee, we know, has been very, uh, up and down, but certainly more, um, more up over the last couple of weeks. Ever since Ryan Tannehill came, they seem like they're moving the ball a little bit better, uh, th- throwing the ball a little bit better. You know, just they just seem to have a lot more confidence in themselves. They don't seem to be as limited as they have been with Marcus Mariota. And I mean, that, that's kind of a shame to say because. You know, we obviously thought Mariota was going to come into the league and just kind of take the league by storm. And, you know, all the talk going into the 2015 draft was, was it Marcus Mariota or would it be Jameis Winston at the top? Well, now neither of them have, have been doing so well, and now Mariota has been benched. But um, Tennessee's been moving the ball well with Ryan Tannehill under center. And it's like we talked about, In the crossover on Wednesday, Carolina just had to continue to get to the quarterback. It's been the recipe for success, uh, especially in their four wins. It's how they beat Houston by getting to Deshaun Watson. They beat Arizona by getting to Kyler Murray. They beat Jacksonville by getting to Gardner Minshew. They beat Tampa Bay by getting to Jameis Winston. So they just got to keep at it. And if they can get to, because they really didn't get to Jimmy Garoppolo. And that kind of helped that game get away rather quickly. But if they can get to Ryan Tannehill, and this isn't a strong offensive line. I mean, there's some there's some decent players, but overall, the offensive line isn't as talented, or you know, the collective group isn't as talented as some of these other offensive lines that we've seen so far. So you know, the possibility is there. I think that. 10 or that uh, Carolina can get to Ryan Tannehill and get that offense kind of off track. And then uh, the Carolina just has to get the ball back and they have to, they have to take care of the ball. You know, obviously you can't have like last week where you threw three interceptions that can't happen. You got to take much better care of the ball here this week. And if they can do that, I think Carolina should be in good shape and, you know I did make my prediction on Wednesday I do think that Carolina wins this game but I think it's gonna be I think it is gonna be a, a close game but I do think Carolina comes out on top but um to me that that's the biggest key in the in this game is getting to Ryan Tanhill and slowing up that offense because there's some weapons on this offense that can beat this Panthers team and we, we Obviously, you got Derrick Henry in the backfield. He's been running the ball a lot better. And you've got some really good young receivers that I really like on Tennessee. You've got A.J. Brown and you've got Corey Davis. So, I mean, those two guys I think are going to be a really nice combo uh, for years to come. And even you sprinkle in a little Tajay Sharp. He's been kind of there a little bit. Adam Humphreys has been there a time or two but I, I, the two biggest threats are definitely AJ Brown and Corey Davis. So you really got to watch those guys and then even the tight ends, you know, they've they've had their moments uh, especially Delaney Walker and you know sporadically uh John Smith. So You know, there's some guys on this offense that the Panthers have to be a little wary of. And that's why they got to just continue to get after the quarterback. They got to get after Tannehill, really get his rhythm, really get him off his rhythm. And then on defense, you know, and we talked, again, we talked about it a bit on Wednesday. This is a really good front seven, you know, with uh, with Daquan Jones and uh, Jeffrey Simmons back from injury. And, uh, you know, the the two guys, the, the two draft picks from last from last season that are, are really going to help improve this defense. And Rashawn Evans and Harold Landry and Harold Landry has been having a hell of a second season. So Panthers offensive line, I think, really has to step up this week because these are these are guys on the, the Titans defensive front that are really going to get after you. So Allen has to, Kyle Allen really has to be careful because you know he's only played a couple games since injury. But Jeffrey Simmons, we know, can be a force on the defensive line. Like I said, Harold Landry is just really, really good on the outside. Rashawn Evans is is a for, he, he's just such a leader on the middle of that defense. And then in the passing game, I mean, you know, you've got arguably one of the best, if not the best, safety in the NFL in Kevin Byard and you've got some good corners in Malcolm Butler and um and Logan Ryan and Dory Jackson coming back from injury so I mean there's some players here so this is not a game this is a game you know a couple weeks ago we could have looked at and said hey this is a winnable game for for the Panthers if they want to make the step to the playoffs but You know, especially now that they've won a couple games, they've got a little bit of momentum. This is not the week where the Panthers need to be looking ahead because it's easy to look at Tennessee and, you know, know that you're playing them at home and think, okay, we should have an easy time. We'll get ourselves ready because we've got a big trip to Green Bay in week 10. You've got to take care of business here because you lose this game. You're right back under 500 at, uh, or you're at 500, excuse me, at, uh, four and four. And then you got to worry. Our thing is going to start to snowball because that trip to green Bay is not going to be easy with, with the way the Packers are playing. So the Packers or the Panthers slip up on Sunday, four and five is not out of the realm of possibility after that nice four game run that they had. And again, these are the games now that the Panthers have to win if they're going to try to push, for the playoffs, especially with the two wild cards now already at six wins. The Vikings and the Seahawks are both sitting at six and two. Panthers are only four and three, so they've got to keep winning games if they want to keep pace with these two teams. And again, it, it helps that you've got Seattle coming to Carolina in week 15, so that'll be a big game for the playoffs. But the, the run starts here. I mean, they've got to – and especially just for pride because, I mean, you go to San Francisco, and it's like I talked about on Monday. You go to San Francisco, you're coming off the bye, you have all this time to prepare for the team, and you get absolutely walloped by the 49ers. in, in another game where you have an opportunity to show – that you can hang with the top teams in the NFC and they just get absolutely obliterated. You know, obviously this isn't an NFC team. This isn't exactly the class of the NFL, but this is a game where the Panthers just have to, this is their get right game. They, they've they got to get back on track and they've just got to, they just got to take care of business so they can at least sit at five and three and keep pace in the playoff picture going into green Bay and then after that really getting into you know the meat and potatoes of your division schedule cuz then you've got back-to-back division games with Atlanta and New Orleans and then Atlanta again a couple weeks thereafter and then of course you close with New Orleans week 17 so big stretch really for the Panthers starting on Sunday
1: If you wanna know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: But that's kind of like a sort of a final thought on Sunday's game. I do wanna I do wanna to touch on the other games in week nine kind of a little preview, and then we'll Check out who's actually going to call the game on Sunday for the Panthers. Uh, But before we get into that, I want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Roman, the men's health company that is changing the game with Roman Swipes, the secret to longer-lasting sex. Get $10 off your first order of swipes and free two-day shipping at GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. And our friends over, of course, at my bookie. Uh listen, still always a great time to uh win some money over at my bookie. Uh, just, just a lot it's just a lot of fun to win to win money, isn't it? And you know, as a true football fan, you already know just as sure as the seasons change, Tom Brady will keep the Patriots in the game. Every weekend, our favorite Gridiron Warriors put their skills to the test so why aren't you doing the same we're almost halfway through the nfl season so now is the time to get off the sidelines and get in the game with my bookie my bookie is the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college football action every weekend they always have the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets of any sports book on the planet so if you're going to bet this season do the smart thing and bet with the best at MyBookie, and of course they have parlays, and you can uh, go mobile. They have so many easy things. And oh, by the way, MyBookie can double your first deposit up to one thousand dollars. That's right. If you if you want to put in one thousand dollars when creating your account, MyBookie will give you one thousand dollars. All you got to do is use the promo code locked on to activate your offer and they will double your initial deposit so visit mybookie.ag today you play you win you get paid
1: if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this off season look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast
0: So as we check out the rest of the week, twelve or week twelve. Boy, I'm I'm jumping ahead. The week nine schedule, of course, it started last night on Thursday Night Football with a close NFC West game. Uh, the the Cardinals kept it close. They fought hard. Uh, Kenyon Drake had a big day, but uh, unfortunately for the Cardinals, so did Jimmy Garoppolo as he went 28 of 37 for. 317 yards and four touchdowns as he just continues to roll. The Niners follow up their big win over the Panthers with a 28-25 win over the Cardinals. And now the Niners are 8-0. How about that? Who who would have thought that? I mean, we we knew that this was a 49ers team that was starting to build and they were getting some talent and they were getting Jimmy Garoppolo back, but who would have thought they'd be off to an 8-0 start? But here they are just rolling along. But now, big three-game home stretch for them. Uh, next week, they've got the Seahawks at home on Monday night. Then they've got the Cardinals again. And then they've got the Packers. So, big stretch here. And then they go to Baltimore. So, a huge four-game stretch coming for the Niners. The Cardinals now fall to 3-5-1. and one. But it was not a bad day. For some players offensively for them. Kyler Murray, 17 to 24, 241 yards, two touchdowns. Also added 34 yards rushing. And what a debut for Kenyon Drake. Uh, I thought Kenyon Drake was someone to steer clear of because all the talk was it was gonna be a running back by committee. Well, it was anything but. Uh we thought it was Kyler Murray it was gonna be Kenyon Drake and Alfred Morris kind of splitting carries. Well It was a split, all right. Kenyon Drake saw 15 carries, while Alfred Morris saw all of one carry for four yards. Drake, with 110 yards rushing and a touchdown, also caught four passes for 52 yards. Rest of the Week 9 schedule, of course, starts at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, just like the Panthers did a few weeks ago. The final game this season in London, as it'll be the Texans- Taking on the Jaguars. Then the 1 o'clock wave is Washington at Buffalo. Of course, Tennessee at Carolina. Minnesota at Kansas City. New York Jets at Miami. Chicago at Philadelphia. And Indianapolis at Pittsburgh. And then at 4.05 on Fox. It is Detroit at Oakland. And Tampa Bay at Seattle. Seattle. Then at 425 on CBS, we'll see Cleveland at Denver. And the Panthers' Week 10 opponent, the Green Bay Packers, they're in Los Angeles this week to take on the Chargers. And then a big Sunday night battle between the Patriots and the Ravens. That'll be a big one. And then in the NFC East on Monday night, the Cowboys taking on the Giants. And then it's the Bengals, the Falcons, the Rams, and the Saints who have their buys this week. And if we check out now the announcement, the announcer schedule for Week 9, and we'll start with the Panthers game that they, of course, are on CBS. It will be Greg Gumbel and Trent Green on the call for the Panthers against the Titans. The other games on the early wave on CBS, Indianapolis at Pittsburgh, that'll be Ian Eagle and Dan Fouts, and then Spirididis and Adam Archuleta calling the Jets against the Dolphins. The two late games on CBS, most of the country, including you guys down in Charlotte, uh, and really all of, all of North Carolina will see the Packers against the Chargers. That'll be Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Uh, the regional action for Cleveland at Denver. That'll be Kevin Harlan and Rich Gannon. And then over on Fox, uh, for me, here in Pennsylvania, we'll, of course, have Chicago at Philadelphia. That'll be Dick Stockton and Mark Schlereth. Uh, Charlotte actually looks like they are in the region that will have the late game between Tampa Bay and Seattle. So there won't be a early game for Charlotte, but there is a portion of uh, North Carolina that will see Minnesota at Kansas City. That will be Kevin Burkhardt, fresh off his work on the World Series, along with Charles Davis. And by the way, Tampa Bay, Seattle, I didn't mention yet, Kenny Albert and Rondé Barber. The other two games on Fox, uh, Washington at Buffalo, that'll be Chris Myers and Daryl Johnston. And then Detroit at Oakland is Tom Brenneman and Chris Spielman. So no Joe Buck on Sunday. Of course, he just worked the Thursday night game last night. I mean, you got to admit, he, he deserves a little bit of a rest. The guy went literally from Houston for Game 7 of the World Series on Wednesday to Arizona for Cardinals 49ers on Thursday and obviously he did a lot of work calling the World Series so he had back-to-back days in Houston and then went to Arizona uh, so a little bit of a re- of rest for him uh so he he definitely deserves it and you know a little bit Aikman as well but but definitely Joe Buck I know Joe Buck doesn't have uh, the greatest of followings. I know he's certainly very well split in terms of uh, his approval rating, I guess we'll say. But he, he definitely has been putting in the work the last couple of weeks. And a shout out to Kevin Burkhart, too, being kind of the, the studio host for the World Series. And he did a, a fantastic job there. And I'll, I'll just note, too, like, what a World Series it was. I mean, just the fact that the road team won all seven games in this world series it, it is just incredible. And especially with a team like the Astros who looked like they were about to start this dynasty, you know, cause you have all obviously all these players still in their prime, like Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, uh, Alex Bregman, George Springer. I mean, that that's a, a strong young core. I mean, these guys are still only in like, You know they're they're mid to late 20s, so the Astros will still be around. But for a team like the Nationals, who have just had a run of bad luck for basically all decade, you know, with with all their heartbreaking playoff losses, for them to do what they did, not just in the World Series, but this entire playoff, really this entire season, because let's remember, this was a team that was 12 games under 500. Fifty games into the season, they were nineteen and thirty-one. Uh, around the end of May, when they, when they got to that point, and then they just went on a tear. I think they said they had the best record since like May twenty-third or or whatever the date was. Uh, rallied to get the first wild card, and then had to rally in the wild card game as they were down three to one in the eighth inning against the Brewers and against arguably the best closer in baseball uh but they rallied there they rallied against the Dodgers because remember they were down 2 to 1 in that series came back and then of course howie kendrick hit that grand slam in game 5 in the 10th inning that basically broke it open for the nationals and then they swept right through the NLCS against the cardinals and then watched as a 2-0 lead disappeared at home as Houston went back home up 3 to 2, but Washington rallied in game 6, and then they rallied in game 7, and now the Washington Nationals are the world champions. So it's been a nice couple of calendar years for the city of Washington, D.C. They've seen two, or they've had two calendar years with world champions, yet, of course, uh, the Washington Capitals win the Stanley Cup in 2018, and then this year, not just the uh, <coughs> excuse me, not just the Nationals winning the World Series, but the Washington Mystics winning the WNBA title. So good, good run so far for the city of DC. But again, just uh, just a crazy World Series it was, and now they're already starting count countdown. I guess now it's 146 days until opening day in March. But with that, I think we will wrap it up. Uh, it was another fun week. Uh, should be a fun game on Sunday. Uh, so again, if you're so inclined, it is Greg Gumble. You know, for those that are curious, Greg Gumble, Trent Green on the call Sunday, 1 o'clock Eastern on CBS, the Panthers taking on the Tennessee Titans as they try to get to five and three. We'll talk about the game on Monday, hopefully talking about a win and then we'll start getting ready for the big showdown week 10 against the green Bay Packers. And I'm definitely looking forward to next week's crossover Wednesday with Peter of locked on Packers. One of the best hosts really here on the locked on network. So really excited to Get a chance to talk to him. So enjoy the game on Sunday. Enjoy the college games if you're into that. Uh, and just whatever you're doing this weekend, have fun. Make it good. Enjoy the weekend. We'll see you Monday right here on LOP. Until then, get Bill Rossetti saying take care, my friends, and we will see you soon.
1: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.